Reflections of the Lighthouse is a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. Here are your hosts, Brandon Bauer and Pastor Dwayne Modlin. You're listening to Reflections of the Lighthouse, the official podcast of the Lighthouse Biblical Life Recovery Center. Today's topic is how the gospel changes an addict's heart, but I wanted to reintroduce ourselves so so if you didn't catch the first podcast, you know a little bit about us. So I'm sitting here with Pastor and Dr. Dwayne Maudlin. How are you guys doing? I am the program director at the Lighthouse. And, and, my name is, and my name is Brandon Bauer, and I'm the founder and director here at the Lighthouse. And what the Lighthouse is, is a biblical recovery program for guys who are struggling with addiction. We have 28 beds. We also do a lot of community care. We have a food bank. We have clothing vouchers. We have free community case management, and then we also do what we call relationship building in the community because we believe that connection is an important part of of getting out of addiction, of healing, and of future kingdom work. And, and our goal is to to connect with our community with the ultimate goal of leading them to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. So topic today, how the gospel changes an addict's heart. So I guess we have to start with Pastor Dwayne. Yeah. What is the gospel? That's a great question because it all boils down to this. And I think sometimes we could ask 10 different people, even Christians, what the gospel is, and you may get 10 different answers to that because I think sometimes we in the church, especially in America, have done a bad job at explaining what the gospel is. Some people will think that the gospel is doing social justice. Some people will think that the gospel is all of these other things, but the gospel boils down to the person of Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his burial, resurrection, and ascension, and what that accomplished for us redemption, that Jesus lived a sinless life to offer us his righteousness, that he died in our place as a punishment for our sins, and that he rose from the dead, offering us victory over sin, death, and hell. And then he ascended back into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, And one day he will return again for his people. The gospel boils down to Jesus. The gospel is more of a person and a message about that person than anything else. I was doing community work with another pastor from our our town here. And as, as we were working together, it was becoming more clear to me that he didn't know what the gospel was. Yeah. So, so I said, Hey, pastor. How does someone get to heaven? What is the gospel? Yes. And he thought for a minute, and, and someone who knows the gospel shouldn't have to think for a minute. Absolutely. But he said, well, I really think it's, it's taking people with me when I go to heaven. And I thought for a minute, and, and I was deeply saddened because yeah. here is a minister of the gospel who doesn't even know the, the gospel. gospel. So. So when we talk about how the gospel changes an addict's heart, I think we really have to be clear about the gospel. Absolutely, we do. We have to get Jesus right. Who he is, what he accomplished, and all of those things have to be clear. 
Paul talks about in Romans that it's the power, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So if we get the gospel wrong, you have eternal consequences here. So we have to get the gospel right. And in presenting the gospel, often we have to present some bad news before the good news. And the bad news is we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you ask the average person on the street if they are a good person, how do you think most people answer, Brandon? Well, most people would say, yes, I'm a good person and or I do more good than bad. Yeah. So I start asking some simple questions. Have you ever taken the Lord's name in vain? Most people are going, well, yeah. Have you ever stolen anything, even as a kid? Well, yeah, I've stolen something. Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her in your heart, you've already committed adultery. And of course, most men are going to go, yep, guilty. Have you ever told a lie? Yep, guilty. So you're telling me you're a good person, but you're a blaspheming, lying, thieving adulterer. And we have to understand our condition before we understand what Christ has done for us. Christ lived that sinless life we were supposed to live in order to give us that righteousness. And then he paid the penalty for all of those sins we broke. Because of sin, our relationship with God was torn asunder. And there had to be someone that stood in between us and God and brought reconciliation between the two. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. So so you talked about how sin affects our relationship with God. Yes. It also affects our relationship so, with each other. Yes, it does. And, and part of what the, the biblical counseling piece that we do here at the Lighthouse is, is to start healing those relationships. Yes. And for me, biblical counseling is one of two things. It is an evangelism. Yes. You need to get to know Jesus and you need to reconcile your relationship with Jesus and or if you know Jesus, then we need to reconcile with those around us. Amen. And if we can help people do those two things, we're going to help them much farther than, than some of our secular friends who, yeah. who get lost in the weeds yes. of, of, of all of that backstory. Sin affects us so deeply. I, I had a friend who told me one day, he said, because of my sin, Brandon, I, I deserve hell. And... Anything other than hell is a really good day. Yes. But if you think about it, sometimes we don't link our sin to the heinous consequences that are coming our way. Yes. And and when we put the cross of Jesus Christ in place and, and the sacrifice that he did for us there, and we can say that because of my relationship with Jesus, I am no longer destined for hell. Hell is an eternal separation from God, yes. a torturous place. If I really understand what my sin caused me and, and where I was headed, and I really understand how, how Jesus stepped out of heaven to, to redeem my life, yes, it's going to have eternal impacts on my soul. Yeah, it's going to transform you. There were some lawyers that came to Jesus, and they asked him, what's the greatest commandment? And they were trying to trick Jesus. So Jesus, being clever, said, The greatest commandment is the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And he doesn't stop there. He goes, The second is like it. 
You have to love your neighbor as yourself. What was Jesus doing there? He was summarizing the entire Ten Commandments. To love God, you've got the first part of the Ten Commandments. And then to love your neighbor, you got the second part of the Ten Commandments. But because of sin, all those relationships have been torn asunder. We can't love God and we can't love our fellow neighbor because of sin. Well, Jesus came to deal with this sin problem and he came to bring us reconciliation with God the Father and he came to bring us reconciliation with one another. He heals that rec- those tears there in our relationships. And, and we love being a part of the process of doing that, but it's really Jesus that does it. We just get to join Jesus in what he's doing in these men and women's lives as we share the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's so exciting to start to see life transformation. I want to I want to share a little bit about my friend Harold. Harold came to us. Her- Love Harold. Yeah, Harold. Harold was a, I would say, a hot mess. Yeah, he was. Here's a man who served our country, who did it with pride and excellence. Yeah, two branches of military. And and when when he um when he left the military, his his life just fell apart. He could not function on a day to day basis. Yes. Um, he was paranoid. I mean. Every, every time you talked to him, there was some other health problem that was going on. Mm-hmm. Most of it made up in his head. I think he had COVID, COVID 12 times yes. within like a week because he just <laughs> was convinced he had, had all of these things. But as we started working with Harold, you started seeing little changes. Mm-hmm. And there was a day that Harold walked out and he was going to go use. Yep. He said, I, I was done. I was on my way to go, go use. But then I thought about what you guys said about how Jesus is really the answer. And Harold then came back and he said, okay, he said, I, I, had, I had left and I was going to use, but Brandon, I've been to somewhere in the range of 20 different recovery programs. Yeah. And I've never heard recovery laid out like you're doing. Yes. And I want that. And he stayed and, and we rejoiced that he made a good choice. Even yeah. though the bad choice to walk out, he came back and he made a good choice. And we're starting to see. Harold's mind clear up. We're starting to see a commitment like we've never seen before. Yes. He is so excited to be around people who love Jesus. And and he will say, God changed my life. And I am sober today because of the program the Lighthouse is offering and, and the, the gift of Jesus that you have introduced me to. Yes. And, and another guy, Mike, who we're talking about relationships, Harold's relationship with Christ. But Mike just got out of prison and hadn't talked to his daughter in years. Well, Christ has been doing a work in Mike's heart. And recently his daughter reached out to him. And this past weekend, he got to spend the weekend seeing his daughter and a grandchild that was born while he was in prison. And we're seeing Christ restore that father-daughter relationship there because Mike has restored, Christ has restored his relationship with God. What a beautiful thing. So you got me tearing up because I didn't know that. Yes. So much is happening around here and it's so good, but it's so exciting to see the relationship with God restored and the relationship with others restored and and the power that's behind that. The gospel. Yeah. Yeah. it, It changes our lives. It changes our relationships. But 
It also changes our purpose. It does. Our purpose now has changed from being self-seeking to be God-glorifying and honoring. I struggled with addiction through my teen years up until about 20 years old. was homeless, strung out, and all I cared about was me and what I could do for me. I I, I stole my great-grandmother's car, sold it to a chop shop. I did all of these horrible things because my life was all about me. When Christ comes and saves us, our life becomes about pleasing God. And that changes everything. Because in pleasing God, I'm loving my neighbor. My my whole life gets reoriented around the fact that God created me in his image to bear his image by loving people. So, so, so my history is also filled with some addiction, and may, maybe we need to take a separate podcast to just share our stories. Yes, but that's not slated for today. So, the the bigger story is, I deserve hell. Yes, and when I try to fix things myself, you, you mentioned it just a second ago. It turns into a selfish mess. Yes, addiction is selfishness, selfishness. and and. One of the biggest root things that we have to deal with when guys walk in is just their selfishness towards themselves. And you hear it when they walk in. Well, I deserve this, and I don't like your breakfast. I deserve a hot this, and a, and the bed's not soft enough, and I deserve, and I deserve, and I deserve. And you can just hear the root of selfishness. Yes. And some guys just can't let that go. And um, it drives them right out of our program because once we start attacking that bitter root of selfishness, mm-hmm. they want nothing to do with it because they haven't had a restored, redeemed heart. Our goal is that they they listen and and calm and and slowly start seeing how how Christ can how Christ is the answer. Yes. How how I'm not the answer. I've got to take myself off the throne of my heart and let Christ rule mm-hmm. in my life. And it's not about me. And it's not about you. Yes. It it's about God's bigger plan. Yeah. His glory is his plan. And we were created to bring him glory. I I don't know how God does this, Brandon. I've tried to figure it out. Even with a doctoral degree, I've tried to figure this out. And it just blows my mind how God can do all things for his glory and for his people's good at the same exact time. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. And Here's the thing, when you know your destination and you know how, how evil your heart is yes, and, and you start to see God radically changing your life, that you can't keep that stuff inside of you. No, you can't. It, 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 it like flips the switch to where I have been radically redeemed by my Savior, and, and I have to share that. The, the lighthouse was founded out of that frustration. Yes. I I mean, I've been in the addiction work for 23 years. We had long conversations about it before you ever started. Yep. And I jumped from place to place to place. And, and he, here I am, someone whose life is transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. But my employers and keep saying things like, oh, you can't share your faith here. And it's, it's good for you. We're glad for you. But you can't help. You can't share I, I had people coming to me saying, help me. Yes. And I couldn't share the hope that was within me. And yep. out of that frustration, the lighthouse was born because I wanted a place 
where I could openly share the radical change that Jesus had done in my life. It boils down to this. This is what makes us different, guys, is that we believe when Jesus said that who the Son sets free is free indeed. We believe that. We believe when Paul wrote, for the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or freedom. We believe that Jesus, through the power of his spirit and through the gospel, absolutely changes people's lives, transforms them, brings them freedom. Freedom from what? Those addictions, those sins that have so easily entangled them and kept them from God's purpose for their life. We believe Jesus sets the addict free. There's a statement that Paul uses speaking to the Corinthian church, and I share it with the guys often. He says, you once were an alcoholic. You once were a, a swindler. You once were a slanderer. It's a beautiful thing because the verb there is in the past tense. You were this, but No longer are you. And this is what Jesus offers to everyone who would put their faith in him. Freedom. So 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 as as like to call around the lighthouse, we were low down dirty dog sinners. Yes. As a low down dirty dog sinner who has been radically set free from the Savior, I can't shut up about this. Amen. And one of the biggest frustrations I see in our communities is that Christians allow themselves to be muzzled yes. by their employers. We have to become creative gospel sharers. Yes. No one can say, Brandon, your life hasn't been changed. That's my story. Yes. That's my story written by my Savior. Mm-hmm. And it's not proselytizing to share my story about how, how I was, yeah. what happened, and how God saved me. Amen. But if we allow our employers to 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 muzzle us we cannot share the hope that's within us so so a challenge to my fellow believers amen here in fort wayne or across the globe is start looking for those creative ways to share the gospel mm. it may be awkward you may you may have to change jobs but but ultimately what's the most important thing it is sharing the hope that is within you that will radically change someone's life it changes addictions, it changes struggles, it changes heartbreak, it changes our actions. The apostles absolutely sold out to the message of Jesus Christ. They gave up everything for Jesus. They gave up freedom. Paul, Peter, John, all imprisoned. They gave up health at times. They were beaten, stoned, um, security. Paul says, I've learned to be content when I had much and when I had nothing. Paul went through times of having nothing. That is the commitment we are called to as Christians, is to sell out to Jesus. Jesus gave everything. Jesus makes a pretty radical claim, and those standing around him knew exactly what he was saying because they had seen it day in and day out. He says, if you don't take up your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciples. What was the, the symbol of the cross? It was death. 
dying to yourself to live for the glory of God. Now, I, I will say that it's not been the easiest thing. Amen. There, there, there's been people who don't like the message of the lighthouse because it's different. Yes. We approach addiction differently. We repo- approach counseling differently, but I can say it's good. I had, I had a friend, he, um, he was called overseas to, to a, a communist country to, to, to share. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he spent hours and hours preparing and he sat there and he was giving them what he thought was his best material. And about halfway through the second day, the pastors came to him and said, when are you going to get to the good stuff? And he was kind of offended. He's like, this is the good stuff. <laughs> they wanted to talk about the future hope. Yes. They, they are struggling. They are being persecuted and mocked because they believe that Jesus changes life. And they wanted to talk about the future hope in the presence of God and how their struggles here on earth leads to a kingdom purpose. Yeah. Well, even the first century Christians and into the second century had the same questions and struggling with the same issues as they were being persecuted. I mean, they were starting to have church services in the catacombs, the underground graveyards, because of the persecution. And God gave them an answer. It's called the book of Revelation. And it's basically God pulling back the curtain and showing them history, what's happening from his perspective. And it gave them hope that Jesus Christ is reigning and ruling on his throne. And one day he will return and he will establish his kingdom. He will establish the new heavens and the new earth. And there's going to be no sin. There's going to be no suffering, no pain, no hurt. There's going to be no need for reconciliation because all things have been reconciled to God through Christ in that moment. And we all need that hope. So so, so as we're struggling with, whether it's an addiction or a disease mm-hmm. or other, other health issues, hurts, pain, persecution, yeah, looking to that future hope gives us something to encourage us. Yes. And, and, and the gospel is what changes our lives. Yes. So the the topic of today was how the gospel changes the addict's heart. It takes a, a selfish heart and and transforms it into something that that God can use for an eternal purpose. Yes. And I think that's a fantastic thing. I think it's a great approach. It, it is the heartbeat behind the lighthouse. Yes. So our next podcast is going to be called A Call of Obedience. So stay tuned for that. You've been listening to Reflections of the Lighthouse with Dr. Dwayne Modlin and Brandon Bauer. Thank you for listening, and we appreciate your help in spreading this podcast out on your social yes. media pages. Also, if you have any questions, we'd love to chat with you. Our office phone number is 260-255-6413, or you can visit our website at biblicallife recovery center.com. Thanks for tuning in. God bless.